Welcome to Dream Big with Big Dreamers, conversations for career growth, inspiration, and insight, hosted by Donna Sardula and yours truly, Scott Jones. Here are the inspiring stories that shape the careers of top executives, entrepreneurs, and professionals. These empowering discussions offer guidance and advice as you advance in your career. It's time to dream big. Hello and welcome to Dream Big with Big Dreamers. My name is Donna Sardula and with me today I have Shelly Morales. Shelly Morales is the Chief People Officer at Unchained Labs, the life sciences company that's all about getting biologics and gene therapy researchers the right tools for the job. Shelly is all about creating spaces where people love to work, highlighting the strength of diversity and ensuring everyone has a voice. She leverages more than 20 years of experience working with global technology companies to drive company performance and long-term strategic and operational goals. Shelly, thank you so much for joining me today. Oh my gosh, Donna, thanks so much for having me. It's great to be here. Well, the audience doesn't know this, but you and I have known each other for years and years and years. I am excited to have you on here. I want to talk. I want to talk about a subject that I find fascinating, and I, I'm pretty sure you do. It's uh, all about HR. I find it fascinating, and I would love to talk about that topic. It's all about people for me. How did you find yourself in HR? Because like no little girl is like, you know what? I want to be a HR executive when I grow up. So like, how how did you navigate that? The funniest thing is, is I have often said, if someone had said to me when I was little, like, when you, when, what are you going to be when you grow up? Like, the last thing I would have ever said is, I'm going to be the head of HR. And that's because I think back when I was little, there really wasn't, like, this role was so fundamentally different. Now it was more about, well, you know, who's going to fill out the form to get people hired and or fired. And now it's really about people. And it's about how people make a difference in the success or failure of companies. And I'm, I feel very fortunate to have fallen into this role. And I say that, um, so to answer your question, Donna, it was, you know, I was a receptionist at a company and I was like thinking to myself, like, what else can I do? This is kind of boring. And this is back in a time where affirmative action had to be, like, you had to track literally on a piece of paper every single resume that had come in. And that's what I did as my first HR task. And then over time, I just said, uh, you know, give me more, give me more, give me more. And ultimately, um, here I am in the most senior role in my profession. And I'm just so grateful because I really do have the ability to impact people's lives. And that makes me happy, brings me joy. You know what you said about HR being about people, you know, a lot of times, I think even employees themselves, you know, they think, oh, it's our products. Oh, it's our services. It's our technology. That's what makes us who we are. But, you know, I, I've always really believed that, you know, the employees are, are the, really the number one asset to a company. You know, without them, it, it, there's nothing. Yes, absolutely. That is true. Um, and, you know, there's every company has challenges on the product side, on the delivery side, and on the people side. And I think if you can focus on the the opportunity that's in front of us around people and really caring about people in a different way, thinking about how they will contribute to the success of your business, um, and then treating them with dignity and respect throughout their career, you, you have a different company at the end of the day, and I think more successful. When you think back to you know, when you started 
and you know it was the, the spreadsheets and, and tracking employees. When, when did you start to see that that change, that that segue, that transition from you know that that very traditional HR type of situation to where it's where it is now or where it's it's be, you know it's turning into? Yeah, I would say around between 2008, 2010, where it just, you really saw, started to see the evolution of business partnering in a true, um, in a true partner form where uh, HR is not just doing the operational components of the work, but sitting side by side with the leaders and helping them make good business decisions that's when the shift really happened and I feel very fortunate that I kind of that's another one like I did all I've done every component of this function along the way in my journey to be the chief people officer and but I grew up as an HR business partner so sitting with executives in their staff meetings helping them make good business decisions not just about the people but about their function and their business and what they were doing that in turn has evolved to my role as a chief people officer making helping make company decisions not just people related decisions but all of those decisions are about people and have an impact on people and so i saw that evolution and i see now that we are closer there are still many many hr professionals who try to be the police who try to say you must do this fill out this form turn in your stuff on time and they stop treating people like adults and they start treating them like children and that's where i think hr professionals accidentally go wrong as an outsider looking in i i do see those technology companies in silicon valley like that they seem to be the ones leading that 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 charge a little bit in terms of you know the free the free food and you know really putting their arms around uh, their employees and treating them with with respect but also you know giving them a lot of perks am I correct there or? I do think it did start here in the valley in big tech um, and that evolved to smaller tech and startups however I I am seeing uh, it's not just about the food and the funny thing is Donna like in the last year and a half we've lived in a very different world like the food has been in our own kitchens like make your way to the kitchen because that's where your food is but um, it is really about I've always said the food isn't about feeding people it's about caring about me caring about not how I don't have to worry about going getting my food you care about me enough to do that that in itself has expanded way past food and honestly it is in all different um, companies I will tell you that this company I'm in now is a life sciences company obviously there's tech involved but it's not your you know cybersecurity your um, your um, uh, what would I say, um, other types of technology companies. It is a different type of, of work, different type of business. And we care about people to like, it's crazy how much we're thinking about people. And yes, we do have some food at the office. And yes, we do have, um, you know, great activities and things and, and that, but it's about at the core, 
How do you treat people? How do you expect people to treat each other? That's what's making a difference in companies these days because the world has changed in the last year and a half. And, you know, it, you kind of have this evolution of where companies have the upper hand and employees have the upper hand. And I think if you can find that balance on an ongoing basis, you just get consistency. You get consistency in how people feel about coming to work every day. And honestly, Donna, we talk about culture and what's our culture and what are our values. To me, culture is how does it feel to come to work every day? So rather you are in big tech in Silicon Valley or you're in life sciences in the Valley or in another part of the country or the world, how do you feel, how does it feel to come here every day is going to keep people. You know, right now, everyone's talking about the great resignation and oh. how there's this huge shift and flux and, and, you know, in some ways, I think there's people hunkered down over the, you know, through the pandemic, you know, they weren't making those changes that normally they would. But I also feel, you know, having, you know, getting away from that office, getting away from the politics, being able to reset yourself. I think a lot of people you know, started to think, am I being valued? Is my company treating me the way I want to be treated? And I think there is this knowledge that there are companies out there that are doing the right thing and treating people like adults. Um, and so I think that's part of it. I, I know there's been a lot of people who talk about, oh, it's burnout, it's burnout. What do you think is fueling this, this great resignation? Here's what I think. In the last year and a half, people have felt stuck stuck in their jobs, stuck in their homes, and sadly, stuck in their own minds because we've had a lot of mental wellness challenges happening now because of COVID. I also believe COVID's got a long tail. Like this is, this is gonna be with us. It's the, what's happened in general is tragic. We've lost so many lives across the world and we have lots of, um, there's still a lot of things that need to happen for us to get in a better place. But if we speak specifically about this great resignation you're talking about, it is that what I mentioned, stuck in their homes, stuck in their jobs, stuck in their own minds, and people want change. There's a feeling of there is light at the end of the tunnel, especially that feeling I believe is happening here in the US. In other parts of the world, it is coming, it's come and gone. It's like this little bit of, oh my gosh, I can make a change now. So what happened um, when COVID originally hit a year and a half ago or so, uh, where we started to see this, this companies were hunkering down, companies were letting people go, companies weren't doing increases. They were, they really, they felt like they had the upper hand. This is not every company and it is not across the board, but it happened a lot. So as that has started to come out, in some cases, people felt like I wasn't taken care of. I didn't get a salary increase. They, you know, this mental wellness Friday thing is not really enough. It's not what is making a difference. And, and so in some cases, people actually have been very well taken care of, but they want to make a change in something they can't control if they have to work in their home or not. <laughs> and they don't want to leave their family. They want to, but they can make a change in their work environment. So they are. So we now are seeing attrition like we've never seen it across all industries. I'm talking to many of my colleagues and HR professionals, every single place is seeing it. So if you add on people are leaving because their company didn't take care of them to people are leaving who would normally not leave, this is having a downstream effect in, um, in opportunity, 
there's lots more opportunity than there ever was um, and also in compensation so we are seeing salary compression in all industries and in all jobs uh, maybe it was that somebody didn't get an increase and now they feel like they can so that's part of what's driving it but if they leave you know here in the US in most places you can't ask somebody how much they make so when you say what are your salary expectations what they want is significantly higher than where they're at even if they were paid fairly because there's been this feeling of I didn't get an increase or I think I'm worth more now so we're seeing a lot of a lot of attrition across all industries and we're seeing a lot of salary compression um, and the market data is lagging in the first place and just doesn't really accurately represent where we're at today this movement this flux I think in some ways it it's it's not like these jobs are being created. I think jobs are just opening up because people are, are moving. But it, it can, you know, for the employee, it gives them an opportunity to find something new, something different. Um, and I think for employers, in some ways, it's it's nice to get, you know, even though it's hard, you know, tire clearly, but, you know, I think it, it gives them the chance of bringing in new, fresh talent. So in some ways, you know, a lot of times we talk about the great resignation as being this horrible thing, but I think there's a lot of pluses as well. Um, what do you think about like the remote work? Do you think that plays a part in it? And is remote work here to stay? The, as far as the great resignation goes, I do think you're right. There is benefit to people finding, you know, having other growth or having other experiences and, it that does that will help some of this mental wellness challenges that i believe that we're seeing i think it will help because people feel refreshed they feel like i can get a different experience maybe they get more money and that's important to them money isn't the entire driver i will tell you though on the the negative side for companies is attrition is very very expensive and um, voluntary attrition causes additional voluntary attrition often because people's friends are leaving and when that when this cohort and this dynamic of people have been working you know in the trenches together that changes it changes a lot so it's very expensive for companies so I do say it's important to try and keep people for the amount of time that it's good for them and good for the company and if people want to leave we should celebrate that and offer help to them don't be so restrictive because i believe it i believe in um the life cycle of employment so from the first time we speak to somebody till long after they're gone i want them to feel like this was the best opportunity they've ever had and i want them to speak good about us and refer their friends even when they're not coming anymore so i think that is um that's something that is, you know, top of mind. And when you mentioned that, I just wanted to kind of bring that up. To me, it's such an elegant way of of really interfacing with, you know, employees. It's it's not that you know, don't let the door hit you on the way out, but right. You know, let's let's take care of you. Let's make this into something yeah. that was positive. It's it, it's it's so refreshing to hear that. I think a lot of times, you know, I don't know if if all employees recognize what's taking place. You know, sometimes you get so caught up in just the little things that you don't recognize these long arms that are, you know, you know, embracing you. Yeah. 
And I think, you know, different leaders have a different perspective on uh, people leaving. And some leaders feel like you're betraying me by going, I'm, I'm the leader that would tell my, that has told my team, I want you to stay. Don't misread this conversation. But if you ever don't want to be here, you don't have to hide that from me. Let's talk about it. Maybe I can help you. Maybe there's something that's going on that I don't know about that I can change. And so I think you have to look at, um, you have to look at that employee-employer relationship a little bit differently. And it does tie back, Donna, to what I was saying, like, there's been an evolution and things have changed. And uh, I would advise all of my colleagues, like, don't try to be the police. Coach, advise, give, you know, bring people along. There are some things like if it's uh, illegal or unethical, hands down, like, yes, you, you must enforce, if you will. But most other things, like, try to have that soft rounding to what we do. I think that makes a difference in people staying, frankly. What, what do you see is the biggest issue with working from home in that remote work? You know, I mean, for me, I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, how can... Are, are we losing that um, that commitment and that loyalty? Are you know are people feeling like they're a part of the, this company? And is it going to make it so much easier to bounce around and go from you know place to place and not build up that 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 I said loyalty before, but you know even that that knowledge and that that tenure. I mean that's where my brain goes. But what what are you thinking? What do you see? I do believe that remote work is here to stay. I think for many people, it is, it is about choice. It is about the ability to decide for myself, do I want to go to the office? Do I want to work from home on this day or that day? I think the more we give um, hard and fast rules, then the more we're gonna have people pushing back and saying, I would like to work somewhere else that's more flexible. And, um, and the truth is, in the last year and a half, most companies, especially in the technology space, where a lot of the work can be done remotely, right? Of course, if you're manufacturing, like in our current environment, we have people that are actually building product. You can't build that product from your home. Like, we must have people together, right? Yeah. So I think it's going to be a balance. I think it's going to be an evolution over time. You and I have talked about this probably more times than we could count. I believe it's about integration. Like I, Donna, have four kids, two dogs, a cat, a lizard, a husband. Like it's kind of crazy land over here at the Morales house. And my kids, most of my children are now older, but I have, I've never missed my kids' games because you cannot get that time back. And what I've, what, but what I've always done is worked at places that were willing to say, it doesn't matter when you work. It doesn't matter where you work. It matters that you work. And I believe work hard. Like, because it's, and then I can give both to my, both sides of my life, this integration. And at the end of the day, the truth is we work for companies, sometimes for many, many years, and sometimes for a short period of time. Our families are never, our families are, you, you don't get to pick them. Here they are. And your kids will say, my parents either never made it to my game or they were there all the time or something in the middle that works for your family. So I encourage leaders that I support to say, if like, be flexible as you can. If you people, you need people in the office, then tell them that you need them in the office, but be realistic about why. That makes sense. 
let me ask you this, just to sort of pivot and, and go in a totally different direction. You know, I'm thinking of the people who listen to this podcast, who want to dream big and level up and do more, experience more, but sometimes they feel stuck. They feel stuck within their own visions. They feel stuck within their own experiences. What would you, like, as someone in HR, but also someone who has really, you know, climbed that ladder and have, you've accomplished so much, what, what piece of advice would you give to a person who is either starting out or maybe feels stuck? What can they do to start moving forward? So there's a couple things, um, Donna. And first I would say, um, I would imagine that most people listening to this podcast may have never heard of me. Maybe they just now are learning about me for the first time, or maybe they've seen us, you know, share posts on LinkedIn. I personally um, didn't go to college. I didn't go for one day. I never lied about that, but I certainly didn't openly tell people for many, many years. And that was because I had this like gremlin on my shoulder that meant I wasn't good enough. Now people are like, oh my gosh, like you didn't go to college. How can you be the chief people officer? I can be the chief people officer because I just got that gremlin off my shoulder telling me that I wasn't good enough. And I think everybody, um, whether you have a very, you know, amazing degree and you've gone to school and you've learned a ton of things or you are, you know, just trying to figure it out and maybe you're doing it simply by learning on a day-to-day basis. You just have to believe in yourself. You just have to um, have that grit and tenacity to be successful. And some things are going to work and some things are not. And so I think the, the way to get unstuck is to believe in yourself. And if people around you are telling you you're not good enough or they're making you feel like you're not good enough, then you need to go around other people and you know, surround yourself by people who believe in you and people who will give you a chance. I literally was just having a conversation yesterday with someone who is a fabulous person, who is great at her job, who feels very stuck. And I said, why do you feel stuck? And she said, well, I don't have a degree. And I said, Have we talked about the fact that I don't? She's like, I guess we never talked about that. So I just shared with her why and how I got to where I am. And I would encourage people, like help others get unstuck. Help them get that gremlin off their shoulder. Good advice, really good advice, Shelley. And and I think a lot of people just don't see themselves in other people sometimes. She's looking at you and saying she's got everything and she clearly, you know, comes from that privileged background and you know, had the education and, and no, you 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 had a different path, but it was a path that took you, you know, where you wanted it to go. This is why diversity is such an important component in every workforce and why I personally am dedicated to it and believe that it's not what we say we're going to do, it's what we do. People do often look at me and think, oh, you must have had privilege. You must have had a lot of things. I have had a lot of benefit. I, I grew up in a great part of the world. I had, uh, I have a family that has been extremely supportive and, and still I was like, I don't know. I don't know if I can do this. And I just took chances. So that's what I would, that's the other piece that I would add to that is take those chances and ask for help and advice. It's, it's finding mentors 
mm-hmm. talking to people, getting that advice, and you know, you can't go it alone. I think that's 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 actually kind of like the whole point, isn't it? You can't go it alone. You can't. Somebody, you can't go it alone. As an individual, yes. you can't go it alone. You've got to ask for help. You need that support. Yeah. Well, Shelley, is there any final thoughts that you'd like to give us before we say goodbye? Just kind of reflect, Donna, on you mentioned in the beginning that we've known each other for a long time. I th- literally, I think I connected with you when I was thinking about... I need to show up differently. Like I need someone to help me. And I've been in HR at that point, probably 10 years. Um, and I was like, I can't write my own resume. And I found you to help me write my resume. And we have been, I would say friends now for what, 15 years maybe. And I couldn't count the iterations on my resume and my profile. And it was, I'm so grateful to you and to the things that you and the team have done. And I think, you know, it's about, like you just said, it's about asking for help and I am willing. So if anyone hears this podcast and wants to reach out and say, goodness gracious, could you give me some advice? You know, let me know because I'm here. Thank you for being that mentor. Thank you for being my friend. And I really enjoyed this podcast. Thank you so much. Same. Thank you. I hope everyone has a beautiful day. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Dream Big with Big Dreamers. If you like the show, please do us a favor. Go into iTunes and write a review and give us a rating or share it with a friend via social media or email if you think they'd benefit from these conversations. Thanks again for listening and we'll catch you next time. Until then, keep dreaming big.